Chapter thirty three of Balsamo the Magician by Alexandre Dumas, translated by Henry L. Williams. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Count and Cardinal. What took place under the Princess Abbess's sight was so extraordinary that her mind, strong and yet tender, questioned if she did not face a true magician who disposed of sentiments and wills as he liked. But Count Phoenix was not going to leave things thus. As your royal highness has heard only part of the story from my wife's lips, doubts might linger if the rest was not spoken by them. Dear Lorenza, he said, turning again to the Italian, after leaving your country we went on tour to the Alps, and to the Rhine, the magnificent Tiber of the North. Yes, Lorenza has seen these sights, said the woman. Lured by this man, led by a power resistless of which you spoke my child suggested the princess why should your highness believe this when all you hear is to the contrary i have a palpable proof in the letter my wife wrote me when i was obliged to leave her at mainz she sorrowed and longed for me so that she wrote this note which your highness may read she looked at the letter which the count took out of the letter-case return akarat for all goes when you leave me when shall i have you for eternity lorenza with the flame of color on her brow the princess went up to the fugitive holding out this letter the other allowed her to approach without seeming to see or hear any but the count i understand said the latter decided to clear up matters completely your highness doubts and wishes to be sure the writing is lorenza's she herself shall enlighten you. Lorenza, answer. Who wrote this note? On his putting the paper in her hand, she pressed it to her heart. It was Lorenza, she said. Lorenza knows what is in it. Of course. Well, then, tell the princess what it says, that she may not believe that I deceive her in asserting that you love me. I want you to tell her. Appearing to make an effort, but without looking at the note, unfolding it or bringing it to her eyes, she read word for word what the princess had seen without speaking it aloud. This is hard to believe, said the superior. And I do not believe you from what is supernatural and inexplicable in what happens. It was this very letter which determined me to hurry on our wedding, said Count Phoenix, without heeding the interruption. I love Lorenza as much as she loves me. In our roaming life accidents might happen. If I died, I wanted my property to be my dear ones. So we were united when we reached Strasbourg. But she told me that she was not your wife. Lorenza said the count without replying to the abbess and turning to the italian do you remember where and when we were married yes in the saint john's chapel of strasbourg cathedral on the third of may did you oppose any resistance to the marriage no i was only too happy the fact is lorenza continued the count taking her hand the princess thinks you were constrained to it i hate you 
she said, shivering all over with the light. Oh, no, I love you. You are good, generous, and mighty. Seized with a fright, the princess recoiled to where an ivory crucifix gleamed on a black velvet background. Is this all your highness wishes to know? asked Phoenix, letting Lorenz's hand fall. Keep away, gasped the abbess, and she too. A carriage was heard to stop before the nunnery door. The cardinal, exclaimed the lady superior, we shall see how things stand at last. Phoenix bowed, said a few words to the Italian woman, and waited with the calmness of one who directs events. In another instant the door opened and Cardinal Rohan was announced. "'Show him in,' said the abbess, encouraged by the new addition to the party being a churchman. The prince had no sooner saluted the princess than he exclaimed with surprise on seeing Balsamo. "'Are you here, my lord?' "'Are you acquaintances?' cried the princess, more and more astonished. "'Then you can tell me who this is.' "'Nothing is easier. The gentleman is a magician.' "'His eminence will make this clear presently, and to everybody's satisfaction,' said the count. "'Has the gentleman been telling your highness's fortune that I see you so affected?' questioned the cardinal. "'The marriage certificate at once!' cried the princess, to the astonishment of the newcomer, ignorant of the illusion. "'What is this?' "'My lord, the question is whether this paper is real and the signature valid,' said the princess as Balsamo held out the document. Rohan read the paper as presented by the abbess and nodded. "'It is in proper form.' and the signature is curate St. Remise of St. John Strasbourg, one of my appointees. But what does this matter to your highness? Considerable, but... The signature might have been extorted. True, that is possible. How about Lorenzo's consent, then? said the Count sarcastically. By what means could a priest have been induced... "'By the magic in the gentleman's powers?' "'Your eminence is jesting?' "'Not at all. And the proof is that I want to have a serious explanation from this gentleman. Do not forget, my lord, that I shall do all the questioning,' added the cardinal with haughtiness. "'And remember that I was quite willing to answer aloud, even before Her Royal Highness, if your eminence desired so, but I am certain you will not desire it.' The cardinal had to smile. "'My lord,' said he, "'it is hard to play the wizard nowadays. I have seen you perform, and with great success, but everybody has not the patience, and still less the generosity of the Dauphiness.' "'The Dauphiness?' queried Princess Louise. "'Yes, your highness. I had the honor of presentation to her,' said the count. "'But how did you repay the honor? Answer that, my lord.' "'Alas, with more evil than I liked,' said Phoenix, "'for I have no personal hate to men and less to women. My misfortune was that I was compelled to tell your august niece the truth she craved.' 
a piece of truthfulness which caused her to faint it is fault of mine retorted the mesmerist in that voice which he could sometimes make thunderous that truth is so awful as to produce such effects did i seek out the princess and beg to be presented to her no i was avoiding her when they almost dragged me before her and she ordered me to answer her interrogation but what was the dreadful truth you told her my lord inquired the princess she saw it in the gap which i tore in the veil over the future rejoined the mysterious man that future which has appeared so awful to your royal highness that you have fled into a cloister to wrestle against it at the altar with tears and prayers it is fault of mine i say if this future revealed to you as a holy woman should be shown to me as a precursor and if the dauphiness alarmed at the fate personally threatening her swooned when it loomed upon her do you hear this said the cardinal woe is me moaned the carmelite superior for her reign is doomed as the most fatal and unfortunate of the entire monarchy continued the count my lord cried the abbess perchance your prayers will earn your grace proceeded the prophet but then you will see nothing of what comes to pass as you will rest in the arms of the angels pray lady continue to pray overcome by this prophetic voice which harmonized so well with the terrors in her soul the princess dropped kneeling before the crucifix and began indeed to pray and with fervor now our turn cardinal said the count turning to the prince and leading him into a window recess speak as to your want of me i want to know what you are you do know you say that i am a magician i mean that you are called joseph balsamo in the south and here count phoenix that merely proves that i change my name yes but i would have you know that such changes on the part of such a man will set chief of police sartina to thinking this is petty warfare for a rohan said the other smiling your eminence stoops to wrangle over words verba et voce says the latin is there nothing worse to fling at me you are railing my lord always it is my style then i shall make you change your note which will help me in the good graces of the dauphiness whom you have offended do so as it will not be a useless act considering the delicate ground on which you stand as regards her returned to balsamo phlegmatically what will you say if i have you arrested straightway my lord the horoscopist you would do yourself injury my lord cardinal really how do you make that out demanded the proud peer with crushing scorn you would unmake yourself at least we shall know who really is baron joseph balsamo alias count phoenix a sprig of a family tree of which i have never seen the picture in any heraldic work in europe 
You should have asked to see it in the portfolio of the Duke of Britoya, your friend. His grace is no friend of mine. He was, and an intimate one, or your eminence would never have written him that letter. But draw closer, my lord, lest we are overheard in what may compromise you. That letter, written from Vienna to Paris, to dissuade the Dauphine from making his marriage. That letter gasped the prince starting with fright i know it by heart Bretoya has betrayed because he said it was burned when i asked it back when the marriage was settled he did not like to admit that he had lost it a lost letter may be found and indeed i found it in the marble court at versailles i took good care not to restore it to the duke for I knew your eminence was ill-disposed toward me, if you were going through the woods and expected highwaymen to attack you, and you found a loaded pistol, would you not pick it up to use it? A man would be an idiot not to do so. The cardinal felt giddy and leaned on the window-sill. After hesitation, during which the count watched the play of his features, he said, "'Granted thus,' but it shall never be said that a prince of my line yielded to the threats of a mountebank. Though this letter may have been lost and found, and will be shown to the Dauphiness herself, and may ruin me as a politician, I will stand to it that I am still a loyal subject and a faithful ambassador. I will speak the truth, that I thought the alliance injurious to the interests of my country, and that it defend me or blame me but what will be the answer of this faithful subject and loyal envoy if somebody asserts that this gallant young beau of an ambassador never doubting his winning all before him with his title of prince and name of rohan did not say this from any opinion that the alliance would be hurtful to his country but because being graciously welcomed by marie antoinette this coxcomb of an envoy had the vanity to think the feast was fitter for Jack than his master. He would deny it, for of this feeling which you pretend to have existed, no proof can be exhibited. You are wrong. The token is in the Dauphiness's coldness toward you. The cardinal wavered. Believe me, prince, went on the count, instead of quarreling as we have done— only for my having more prudence than you we had better be friends good ones for such do one another service have i ever asked aught of your lordship just there you are wrong for you might have called on me during the two days you spent in town you cannot conceal from a sorcerer what you have been about you left the austrian princess at soissons whence you rushed post-haste to paris where you dunned your friends for help which they all refused you this left you desperate what kind of help could i expect from you had i applied asked the rohan confounded such as a man gives who can make gold and you ought to want gold when you have to pay five hundred thousand francs in forty-eight hours you want to know what good a man is who makes gold? Why, he is the very one where you will find the cash demanded. 
you could easily tell my house in St. Claude Street in the swamp, as the knocker is a brass griffin. When could I call? Six. Tomorrow afternoon, please your eminence, and whenever after, if you like. But we have finished our chat in time, for the princess has concluded her devotions. The cardinal was conquered. Your highness, he said, I am forced to acknowledge that Count Phoenix is quite right. The document he produces is most reliable, and the explanations he has furnished have completely satisfied me. Your highness's orders? asked the count, bowing. Let me put one last question to this young lady. Again the count bowed in assent. Is it of your own free will that you quit the Abbey of St. Denis, where you came to seek refuge? Her Highness, repeated Phoenix quickly, asks you whether you are leaving this place of your own free will. Speak out, Lorenza. I go of my own free will, replied the Italian. In order to accompany Count Phoenix, your husband, prompted the magician, to accompany my husband. In this case I retain neither of you, said the princess, for it would be running counter to my feelings. But if there be anything in all this out of the natural order of things, may the divine punishment fall on whomsoever disturbs the harmony of nature for his profit or interests. Go, my lord Count Phoenix, and you, Lorenzo Feliciani, I detain you no more, but take back your jewels. They are for the poor, replied Balsamo. Distributed by your hands, the alms will be doubly agreeable to God. All I ask is to have my horse, Jared. Take him as you go forth. Be gone. Bowing to the speaker, the Count presented his arm to Lorenza, who leaned upon it and walked out without a word. Alas! "'My lord cardinal,' sighed the abbess, sadly shaking her head. "'In the very air we breathe are fatal and incomprehensible things.'" End of chapter 33 Recording by John Van Stan, Savannah, Georgia